1: I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's topic, I wanted to uh, talk about raising up children in the 21st century. Raising up children in the 21st century. If we were to look around our local congregations, when you show up at church on Sunday mornings, do you see youth? Do you see not just babies? Do you see children? Do you see teens? Do you see young adults? And if you do, where are these young adults spiritually? Are they following the biblical examples set forth by the appearance of guardians? Are they imitating the virtues that the Bible prescribes? And the church was never intended to supersede the responsibilities of the family. Training up a child first starts at home. The foundation has to be placed and rooted at home. And even when the church gets involved, When the church serves as a surrogate to try and supplement, to try to teach this child the ways of the Lord. It's not the ideal paradigm. The ideal paradigm set forth by God is for the home to do the training and to go to church to get extra information, to get extra knowledge uh, through fellowship, to teaching, through preaching, to supplement what's going on at home. And as I look at many of our youth today, they look more like the world than the world do. We have too many young people uh, misunderstanding what discipleship is about what ministering is about what evangelism about and oftentimes it's not their fault oftentimes they're not getting the information from home the Bible tells us to train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old He or she will not depart from it. Proverbs 22 and 6. The New American Standard Bible. Reads it this way. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. As we look at the Hebrew, the Hebrew gives us the true and pure message from this verse, since it's the original language, it reads a little bit different, but I think it helps us to better understand the writer. When he says to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it in the Hebrew Proverbs 22 and six actually reads, train up a child in the way of their mouth. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Some uh, mistakenly interpret this passage to mean that if your child happens to leave the church at a certain age, that it's almost guaranteed that they will come back to the church because we lay the foundation In the beginning, the truth is. We should raise our children in the admonition of God. Yes, we should not only talk about the goodness of the Lord, we should reflect godly virtues in our children. It's one thing to be a hearer. But it's a totally different thing to be a doer. And as parents. We have to be doers of God's word. When we model inconsistent behavior in the lives of our children. They're not just listening to what we say. They are also incorporating what we do. When we tell those white lies, as we call it. They're also incorporating that into their teaching. So the reality is due to the fallen state of humanity and the will it's not a guarantee that all of our children who are raised up in church will come back. Some don't make it back just because she brought up in a Christian environment doesn't mean that he or she will exercise their will appropriately. Some of our children who stray from God will return just like the prodigal in Luke's gospel. However, there's nothing in Scripture that says all of our children will choose to exercise their free will and make the appropriate decision to come back to church before God calls them home. Now, I am thankful for the fact that only God knows. Because he's all knowing, he's omniscient. Only God knows who's going to come back and who's not going to come back. However, just because some may not come back doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility to teach him up or, or to grow them in the admonition of the Lord. We still have a responsibility. This allow all of us to keep praying for our youth. And to never give up on them because we do not know which one will indeed come to their senses and which one will remain prodigal. Proverbs 22 and 6 further says uh, that we have to instruct and we have to discipline. We must train our children by exposing them to what is appropriate according to the scriptures. Again, the Hebrew reads train up, train up a child in the way of their mouth. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. We as parents, guardians and family members must boldly teach our youth. We must teach them, for example, which language is appropriate. Scripture tells us in Ephesians four and twenty nine that do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. When we use language at home, our children are listening. And it doesn't have to necessarily be cursing. We can use language that's destructive and our children will emulate destructive language. We can use language that's negative and our children will pick up the negativity. We can use language that destroys and our children will pick those up. So if we're going to teach our children. In the way of the Lord. And in the way of their mouth, meaning uh, that we are helping them to talk in language that's appropriate, not just language that's appropriate for church, but language that's consistent language. That's uh, a virtue language that brings life, not death. Ephesians 4 and 29 reminds us. That as a Christian, we can't talk one way at church. And when we get home, we, we are talking in another way. We can't uh, be articulate and we can't speak words of virtue, uh, words of encouragement, words that bring reconciliation at church. And then when we are at work, we are saying something different. When we are inconsistent, our children we'll pick up those mannerisms scripture tells us that all kinds of animals birds reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind but no human being can tame the tongue it is a restless evil full of deadly poison with the tongue we praise our lord and father and with it we curse human beings who have made who have been made in God's likeness out of the same mouth come praise and cursing my brothers and sisters. As James says, this should not be can both fresh water and salt water from, uh, flow from the same spring. My brothers and sisters can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs. Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. James 3 verses 7 through 9. So James is reminding us that we ought to be consistent. If we are Christians, then we talk like Christians per God's word. If we are children of light, then the words that comes out of our mouth must be uh, must illuminate, must shine. If we are salt of the earth, then the words that we speak preserve peace, preserve harmony, not only preserve, but promote reconciliation. When we say whatever we say, is it uplifting? Is it glorious? Is it bringing uh, happiness to God? When we go on our Facebook and we post certain things can we reflect on those posts and, and and say that yes god is happy by word i said on the post when we post certain pictures does god get the glory out of it when we tweet certain things are we tweeting words that are wholesome Are we tweeting words that are edifying? And if we're not, then it's no wonder that our children are imitating the inconsistencies. So James challenges us. Just like I'm challenging all of us, including myself, that we have to be more consistent. If this world Is going to be redeemed and especially which is more important if our children are going to uh, see with their own eyes what it means to serve God. Then we have to teach them how to talk and we have to teach them the difference between words that build up and words that tear down. We have to model righteous behavior. And then if we're going to teach our children up in admonition of God, we must train them how to be obedient. Obedience. As we know, is better than sacrifice. And children have to be taught how to do things correctly if we allow them to experiment with certain things, they may destroy themselves. So we that have been through the journey, we that God has blessed to wake up X amount of years, we that have been through the fire and back, we must do a better job of training our children to be obedient. When, An adult instructs them, an adult that that can be trusted, uh, instructs them for their own good. We must train them to be obedient, not to be disrespectful, not to uh, have an attitude, not to always talk back, not For them to do what they want to do when they feel like doing it. We as Christian parents and guardians and in the community, we must train up our children. To be more obedient. Scripture says children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. So my encouragement, if you're listening to me today. Is to raise up our children in the admonition and instruction of Jesus Christ. There's just so much out there today pulling and tugging on our children. There's just so much out there in our communities, in, in our nation uh, that the devil is using to entice our children away from God. We must do a better job. We can do better. We, we, we must get back to basics. We must raise up our children In the way of the Lord. And that starts with us making some changes. If we can only teach our children to be obedient. That would take them a very long way. And the great thing is. As we are being obedient to God. Our children will see that in us. As we become more obedient, as we become more humble, as we start putting into practice the things that we read from Scripture and our lives start changing, our children will see the change and the difference. When we start modeling Christ like behavior, when we start being more humble, our children will see that in us. And in training, It's not always just about do what I say because I'm the parent. It's about us living our lives in a way that others know that Jesus is indeed real. And when our children see that uh, Jesus is real to us and he's actually uh, changing us, then they too. Would will be interested in the change. If you make a mistake as a parent, admit that you made a mistake and your children will love you for it because that allows them to also confess their faults. That allows them to see what it means to be a Christian, that we are not always going to get everything right. But because of God, when we do mess up, when we do make mistakes. We are able to confess our faults and they will pick up those type of habits. When we as parents model Christ like behavior, it goes a long way. If we would stop telling these white lies, if we would uh, start using our finances for uh, godly work, if, if, if we would. Establish relationships that Jesus will be proud of if if we would uh, follow the script. And choose. Uh, individuals that are coming into our lives based on Christian principles, our children will pick that up. When the Bible tells us to not be unequally yoked in terms of relationship, when we follow the script, when we follow what God is telling us. That we that are single are to look for individuals that are God filled, that are filled by the Holy Spirit, that are of common light. And when our children, if you're a single parent, if you want to give your child a present, the best present you can give them. Number one is chastity. To refrain from fornication. And to only deal with individuals in terms of relationships that are already committed to Christ. And when our children see that we have a standard, they too, for the most part, will ultimately adopt those principles. When our children see that we are being a good steward through our finances, when we're able to uh, budget, and where we able to not owe everybody in town and max. Out our credit card unnecessarily. When our children see that we are good with our finances. For the most part. It'll make an impression in their lives. And so we as parents. We as a church community. We as guardians. If we are going to. Effectively. Train up our children. It has to be through the admonition of Christ. It has to be the instructions that we see from the scriptures and then when we look around at how our youth are suffering it does not have to be the way that it is if only Christians would step up starting with their home if we would step up in our own homes and Pray with the children and talk about Bible stuff with the children at home. Uh, practice it. Follow the instructions. Follow the principles. Follow the commandments. If we would be real and godlike, meaning godly, at home, that would be infectious. That, that, that would catch on. Our children would see the change in us, our neighbors. We see the change in us. And when people see that something is real. Or they believe that you believe that whatever it is that's changing you for the better is real. They're going to ask. And when they ask, that's your opportunity to lift Christ. And when our children ask us questions, especially questions that we may not be able to ask, it's okay to say, you know what? I don't have the answer, but let me. Let me go back and find out the answer. And I'll come back to you. Daddy don't have the answer. But let me. Find out what the answer is and I'll come back to you. There's nothing worse than when a child has sincere questions, honest questions. And as parents, as guardians, as a community, we turn them away. And then they attempt to go find the answers outside in a different environment. I pray that this episode has been edifying. And I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart. That we all may do better as parents, as guardians, as a Christian community to raise up our children in the admonition of the Lord. And if you're listening to me, I invite you to sign your children up for the Apologetics Boot Camp. Please visit www.sacramentoapologetics.com and sign up your youth. May the Lord continue to bless you. And please consider becoming a financial sponsor.